huh? Leaning more in that direction. Why it seems that Harden will be turning to Phil returning to Philadelphia. We'll do all of that and more next, right here, locked on 76ers. You are locked on 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepix.com, promo code LOCKED ON. What's good, D? What's happening, man? How you doing? Everything good? How was your Father's Day weekend? Happy Father's Day to you and all the great dads out there. It was good. It was good. I mean, you know, it was good. I mean, it, it was fun. It was fun. I like Father's Day. It's a day to me to relax. I hope yours exactly. is great. I think we're all on the same page with that. Uh, we can yeah. all agree as dads on that. Hey, just chill. I'm just chilling. Yeah. I yeah, wish there was good. a game on, though. I wish it was an NBA game on. Like, well, it Denver should be said no. Mandatory. Huh? Denver got rid of that pretty quick. Yeah, I know, right? But it should be mandatory that the game if there's always a game seven it has to be on father's day give us just that one day and like i'm not doing anything but watching the game like chilling like it's a super bowl like i mean it's like let's just chill i I guess that's where you lean more towards the baseball side and get some baseball in on father's day yeah that's about it (laughs) i'm good (laughs) all right okay cool well listen man it's good to be here with you we uh again uh, welcome to Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey from the Inquire.com and Inquire, of course, Sixers beat writer I'm Devon Gibbs from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio here in Philadelphia. And we thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and right here on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Keith, we got a lot to get to, man. It is draft week, and although the Philadelphia 76ers do not have a draft pick, we'll get to that later of how they may be able to to acquire a pick. We'll get to that a little bit later. We'll also talk about as we approach free agency next week where some names on the Sixers squad who are free agents you would like to see come back or maybe it's time for them to go. First and foremost, we'll jump and talk uh, talk to each other about Shake Milton and talk to the folks about Shake Milton and where that might uh, live in the Sixers universe of bringing him back as a free agent. But first, Keith, we got to talk about the other point guard on this team, the big point guard, the big story of the offseason. The James Harden piece has yet to opt out of his contract. He has until the 29th to do so. That is next Thursday. He has to do that. Free agency begins on Thursday at 6 p.m. He has to opt out of his $35 million contract in order to become an unrestricted free agent, as we all know, to get a long-term extension, maybe some more money to go along with it, some more bigger money to go along with it. But early in the process, Keith, after the season came to a a conclusion, Doc Rivers moves on. We're starting to look at the offseason forecast of how it's going to play out. And the James Harden piece, it seemed like it was leaning more in one direction as we heard the Houston Rockets, that there might be a reunion there for the arguably one of their best players, not arguably, one of their best players of all time, certainly of the last couple of seasons before he left. And looks like they're, you know, had a chance to be a reunion. Now, though, based on your reporting and 
reading your piece in the Inquirer and the Inquirer.com, seems like Keith that is leaning more in the direction that he's probably going to return to Philadelphia. What are the parameters that you think based on your intel? I'll give my thoughts on what I think he should just as an insider in the sense but not you know getting the information that you're getting but more so as someone looking on the outside of saying i wouldn't give him more than this yeah uh, you know and and, and that, i think that has a lot to do with it i wouldn't give him more than this now uh, of course everyone says and you know the people close to him all the saying oh it's not about the money it's not about the money it's not about the money um, and and but but i do think that when you have two teams and they're both saying hey, we don't want to pay you more than this in regards to years and possibly money, that sometimes you got to sit back and think about it and be like, okay, now what really is the best deal for me? I also feel like that, you know, there might be some people in the organization in Houston that don't want to back. I mean, I, I you know, and the reason why I'm saying this is because when you look at it, to me it seems kind of weird that now all of a sudden, Everybody realizes that James is leaning towards going back there. And then we're having it like, well, we're hearing that everyone might not be as happy as, as once thought of. Or or then we, we see the, the, the Jalen Green going on the, the Paul George show. And Paul George is coming out with saying, uh, well, you know, having James come back is great, but it's really not good for your development and this and that, right? Um, I also feel like that, you know, the, the Sixers, a lot of people think that with the Sixers, the Sixers don't want to mess up their short or long-term um, salary cap, or they don't want to go broke in the short and the long-term. So basically, so what people are saying, the best option for them is to give them a two-year dip, right? Like, whereas he has two. That's where I am, Keith. Two and years, man. Uh-huh. And that's where you are. And and then so there are certain people saying, well, Houston's saying, well, if the six is only going to give a two-year, let's only give this only probably we should only give a two-year deal. But when with that is, then I always feel like honestly, like if a team came out with a nice three-year deal for him, I think that's where he's probably gonna go. You know what I mean? I do. And also I think that that one thing that could probably change that probably also made the changes, we no longer have Doc Rivers. You have Nick Nurse in there. You know what I mean? Now, again, ultimately, I'm not saying it is one of those things where there are certain, uh, there are ver- uh, varying levels of belief what James is going to do. There are certain people who are saying, oh, James is going to come back. There are certain people who are saying, oh, he, we, we don't know. But the one thing that we do know He's gone from being totally everybody expecting him to be out the door to now at least he's like, hmm, I got a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when you have a lot to think about from basically be totally everybody expecting you to be gone, then it's leaning towards you might want to stay. You know, you know what I mean? So right. I think that it's going to come down. Honestly, I think it could come down to years. I do. I do. I think it could come down to years and it could come down to like what other pieces um, Houston is going to have around him if he goes there. If not, I I think that the fact that there's a new coach, um, depending on what they say his role is in Philadelphia, that he could be here. Now, if, you know, he, he wants somewhere where he has that freedom, 
So he will have more freedom in Houston, you would assume. But if it comes down to years, then we know that it was about the money. Like I hate that's, to say that's why I'm that's why I'm just sitting here shaking my head because as soon as you said that about if somebody offers him a guaranteed three-year deal and he goes there, especially if it's not a contender, then it was about the money to, yeah. to to what you said earlier about his people saying it's not just about the money. If you do that, then it's about the money because if it's really about winning a championship, and he's talked about this since he has been in Philadelphia, that he wants to win. That's why he adjusted his game. That's why he did what was asked of him, changing his game a little bit. You talk about the freedom and all, then then it's about the money. And and that's fine. Say that. But, you know, it's time to move on. And if that's the case, and the Sixers will have to then adjust and do their job and figure it out. But for me, yes, two years and the best that I would do for him would have been a plus one with a team option on that plus one. He probably wouldn't accept that because um, of the fact that he wants to have that control of that plus one. He felt like he did them a favor last offseason by taking that two-year deal, the one plus one, becoming a free agent this year, allowing them to get Tucker and House and maneuver the way that they did to shore up the roster for this past season and make the title run. Well, he's probably going to look at those things and saying, I've already done my part in helping. But also, I mean, for, for on the Sixers side, for an argument, too, is they could have gone in other directions. You reported at the time the Sacramento deal that was you know, being discussed. Now that looks pretty good when you look at Halliburton and what he would have done for Indiana and how that may have worked here in Philadelphia. Who knows what it would have done, but they also got him out of Brooklyn like he wanted, Daryl Morey. So at this point, the owing each other stuff, it's not even about that anymore. You did him a favor getting him out of Brooklyn. He's helped you out. He had a fantastic season, averaging a double-double, leading the NBA in assists. But he also flamed out. As good as he was in those playoff games against Boston, he also had moments where we look back and we acknowledge the positives, but we also look at the negatives when you're up 3-2 and an opportunity to close out the, this, the higher-seeded team on your home floor we can point out how in those final five minutes he did nothing. Now, he did find the Anthony Melton on a couple of passes, Joel Embiid did, and then he missed a shot. But in the end, you had an opportunity in the game seven, and you saw Miami go on the road in the game seven and win on that very floor. You didn't have it to go out there and win. So the favors are done, Keith, for me. It's about if you're a team, what's best for the team? And if a two-year deal is best for the team, then that's what I'm offering. And again, I will give you the plus one, but it's a player. I mean, it's a team option. And but you got it. I need to know in those two years that you're going to do your job and give it your all in the postseason where we're not having the same conversation in in June about you didn't do enough for us to get past. So the favors are done. Two year deal. A plus one is the only way I give you a bit of a favor, but it's still under my control than it is under the player. So that that's where I am with him. Because as, as fantastic as he was, Keith, what what I what I remember most and overshadows a bit those two 40-point games, that great game five that he had the floor game 17, 10, and 8 in that win. Game six, man. Game six was too much like game three for me for Harden, and I thought it would be much better in that spot. So two years plus one for me, team option, that's where I go. Yeah, I mean, my thing is for – I know you said not doing favors and stuff like that. But for me, the fact that he gave up that 15 million or he bought, well, he basically, he 
and if we really want to be real, like yeah, you could say he gave up money, but he actually extended his deal, right? You know what I mean? He extended That's what his I'm deal. Saying. Yeah. But with that being said, I wouldn't be opposed to giving him fifty million dollars this year. I That's just fine. Wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't That's be. I, I give you two years two, over a hundred million. Yeah, two years over. 100. But guess what? You're not getting a guaranteed third year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess when I see that's that that's the good thing. That's where you know you gotta you gotta negotiate. The problem is, is like you know when the six. I think also when the Sixers came out and and said, "Hey, we're not overpaying for him." When they came out and said that, that kind of like, mm, you know, if you're like Houston or somebody, like, "Hey, are we like overbidding? Are we you know doing this and doing that?" And now. You know, some people in Houston might not be as leery. I mean, might not be as eager as they were before. So, so that that you know that that has. That's a lot. the thing, Keith. Who are yeah. you bidding against? Yeah, exactly. You it's kind of like, bidding against yourself. You know, it's kind of like the situation. People forget this, and it might sound crazy, but it's true. And I don't want to bring up revision history, but there was a point in time when the Seventy Sixers could have got Kawhi Leonard, but they were the ones. This was during Ooh. the Brett Brown era, right? Yeah, it was. It was during like when when I went to Toronto. Yeah, but at that particular time, it was kind of like it was like they were bitten against themselves, and they they were they didn't want to do it. And then all of a sudden, you know, Toronto snatches them up. But Toronto ended up having you know better players to offer when we talk about Demar Derozan and and mm-hmm. and 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 that guy Yoko Pertle. I mean that was a better a better package for him, but yeah, it's like you don't want it. Like it's a catch twenty two. Like, yeah, do I want to put myself out there? But then at the same time, are you really bitten against yourself? So that's how it goes. And let's look at it. Like, where are the other teams at? Where are the other teams? There are no other teams. In, yep. in my opinion. So yeah. I mean, the Phoenix thing was floated out there. Yeah. Uh, ESPN's Kendrick Perkins. I don't buy anything that he. Uh, the Lakers. You know. I'm I'm not a fan of what anything that he says. So the Lakers, it was like, all right, dude, come on, man. And you know, especially if, like you said, we kind of understand of if it's about the money, what are the Lakers really gonna be able to to mm-hmm. to give him to make him happy? It's one thing to want to go home. It's another thing that if he wants the money, he's not going there. You and definitely ain't getting the ball out there either. Yeah, and the Phoenix thing is out the window now. Yeah. And we can yeah. get into that trade a little bit later just to give our thoughts on that. Well, Keith, uh, on the other side, we got to get into the draft is this week also. And with the draft being this week, man, I mean, we got to look at things of the Sixers don't have a draft pick, but the interest could be there with the Tobias Harris situation. You could buy a pick uh, on Thursday and make something happen there and purchasing a pick, whether it's a late first, early second. What would that mean for the team? We'll get into Shake Milton a little bit later as well. We'll do that next right here. Unlocked on 76ers, but I got to tell you about uh, the great people at Ibotta. Well, when we talk about Ibotta and we get into everything there, it's about saving money, getting cash back and things of that nature, spending the right way. Groceries, school shopping. Take a break from that right now uh, because the kids don't want to think about it. But groceries, school shopping and getting a little something for yourself for the summer if you want to look right going to a nice family gathering a friendly gathering whatever it might be you know you're already doing it so why not get cash back with ibotta 
they're always throwing money at you know something we are always throwing money at something as we mentioned school supplies new house project uh the list goes on spending money on yourself it's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return the average ibotta user earns 120 dollars a year in real cash back that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip right or you could use your cash back to buy that flight that you've been eyeing maybe um that game you've been dying to go to the baseball game during the summer or the fancy dinner that you've been craving you can do something like that how about giving yeah i bought it giving you real cash back not points other apps they give you the points that don't really amount to much with ibotta though you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account paypal or your gift card so if you're like me and you're trying to make sure that you're watching all your funds and seeing how you can really creating an opportunity to get your cash back ibotta is the place for you right now ibotta is offering our listeners check it out five dollars just for trying ibotta by using the code locked when you register that's five bucks you just go to the app store or google play store and download the free ibotta app and use code locked that's ibotta i-b-o-t-t-a in the google play or app store and use code locked make sure you take advantage of it we could all use that cash back welcome back to locked on 76ers locked on's nba mock draft special is here and is bigger than ever follow along the entire first round in a six episode ultimate mock draft experience only locked on can deliver all episodes are available now on locked on nba big board that's on youtube or wherever you listen to your podcast now for me and you keith we didn't really have to get all involved into the locked on mock draft because the 76ers do not have a draft selection this year last year they did have one trading it to memphis david roddy was the pick by the sixers traded for DeAnthony melton that whole thing worked out for both teams memphis likes roddy the 76ers like DeAnthony melton He's on the final year of his contract, by the way, eight plus million dollars on the final year of his deal. We'll see how that plays out this season. But Keith, right now, they don't have a draft pick. So as you look at things right now, how it may stand, this is going to be an active draft, I believe, man. It's just going to be a really active one. The Sixers could purchase a pick. They could trade a body like Jake Milton is not a, a, a trade piece. But Furkan Korkmaz could be five million dollars for Furkan Korkmaz just throwing it out there i have no idea uh but tobias harris you know potentially with his expiring deal 39 million dollars could that go in the favor of the 76ers would they look to do something like that well what do you as we approach thursday uh, do you have to go thursday will you be there all that stuff for the draft when you look at this one man how was how, how do you right now today this monday look at the 76ers and see how this plays out yeah, I'll be there on Thursday. It'll be, yeah, I'll be there Thursday. You know, just in case something might not, like, just in case something, because you never know, draft day is crazy. Like, sometimes I get trades, like, 7 o'clock in the morning or this and that. So I might get there. I might get there, like, Wednesday night, just in case, just in case something happens. But who knows? I, I'm there is a different feel, but if, if me like when regards to the Sixers, 
you know what I mean? I, I think that if I'm the Sixers, I'm going to try. Like, and, you know, I'm going to try to get a second-round pick. I mean, they're going to be easy to come, come by because, like, we were talking about this. I think, like, the number 17 pick and the number 37 pick is, is – I shouldn't say it, but it's going to be, you know, it's, it's a – Not a very deep draft. It's not a deep draft. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, interchangeable parts. Um, players really that you can just go here and there. Like there are going to be certain people that people project that are going to go like in the low teens who might end up in the second round just because they're going to slide. Right. And there might be some people that people project to go like late, late in the first round who might go in the mid first round. So it's going to be that draft. If I'm the Sixers and knowing that, you know, you get somebody for cheap, and you know this and that. I, I'll go and get a second round pick, get a guy, probably sign him to a two way deal or, or something like that. They're going to have three two ways um, players yep. this year. Yep. You, you get that second round pick, sign that person to a two way deal, develop the guy. You good? You good with it? So those are the that, that's something I can see them doing, um, saving money that way. Um, so yeah, but outside of that. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. This is completely different. I'm not used to this. Like last year, we knew that they were going to go in there and they're going to make a trade, and you expected that. And so the big thing was, who were they going to trade? You also saw, like, it was about, was Matisse going to get traded? What about Danny Green, all this other stuff? This year, it's just kind of sort of like, um, you know, the thing is, the big, the big question mark is, what are they going to do with James Harden? Is James Harden going to do this? Or to be honest with you, in Philadelphia, is more or less where is Cam Whitmore going to go, the kid from Villanova, more so than what the 76ers are going to do. So yeah, there's really not a lot of buzz here and there. But, yeah, I would look for one of them second-round picks and see who they can get with that pick. And we can talk about that a little bit later as we get closer, maybe even on Thursday as we get closer to the draft because we may be some – some buzz there of, of possible players that we could we look at from the outside and say this player may work out. The one guy I wish they had a chance at getting is uh, Keegan Murray's brother Chris from Iowa, but he's probably going to be you know he's definitely going to be a first round pick somewhere in the top twenty something like that. But he's a guy who's played in college basketball for three seasons, you know, and this is probably what we're looking at a player that could come in and, and help steady and 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 can do a variety of different things to help out a basketball team right now he's not his brother but he's still very very good as a college player that he can come in and still be a a a nice rotation piece potentially a starter down the road for not just up and coming teams but even contending teams right now just be in the rotation and help out where he can probably give you 15 minutes uh, a night so but we'll do that a little bit later. But, yeah, I do think that with that third two-way coming into play this this upcoming season, that it makes sense for them to go and try to draft draft someone by buying a second-round pick. And if they can do something early in the 30s, that would be great, get a better talent. As you mentioned, there's not a lot of difference between someone in the 20 to 34 range, somewhere around there, that they can acquire and purchase a pick to get a player that they really like someone hopefully that has some athleticism that's a long six 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 seven that wing position type of player that they can develop and have with the delaware blue coats 
then that would be something uh, ideal for for the 76ers because now you're going to have Paul Reed's no longer going to be there. Jaden Springer shouldn't be there. You, you Now you needed to develop someone. And with Nick Nurse's at least background with its Toronto roots, that this is this is something that should be going on now for the Sixers. And real quick, too, for the listeners, they don't have a pick this year, but they do have a pick for 2024 because you cannot go consecutive years without having a uh, pick in the NBA draft. So, yeah, I'm with you. Buy, purchase a pick, and see where it goes. Who knows, Keith? Maybe they'll draft a point guard to eventually replace Shake Milton because if he's on his way out the door as a free agent, they're going to need someone to help out as far as ball handling off the bench. We'll get into that next here on the final segment on this Monday right here on Locked On 76ers. You know, let's talk about uh, bet online. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan on um, or let's talk about prize pick. I'm a big fan of bet online and prize picks. But, you know, the thing about prize picks to me is, you know, it's like, you know, we, we I always get I like it because you get to pick more than two players. Right. And it's always one of those things, you know, you will um, pick two to six and how they score more or less on their prize pick projections will determine if you win, right? How you win. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You know, the thing that really stands out to me is there's like no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. And I know we talked about it before about how, you know, with the NBA and this and that and things you can do with it. Well, the NBA season is over with, but it's not just with the NBA. It includes the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Golf, college football, college basketball, women's college sports, WNBA, even esports, NASCAR, tennis, boxing, anything you want, MMA. So you can do all those things with prize picks. So that's the thing that really stands out. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They're safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So what do you do? You download the prize pick apps or go to prizepick.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize picks will give you 100 If you deposit 50 prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget the end of the promo code locked on to sign up for instant deposit up to $100. Telling you, do it today, people. It definitely do it today. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. The Inquirer, Inquirer.com. I'm Devon Gibbons, 97.5 The Fanatic, both in Philadelphia. All right, Keith, Shake Milton, longtime 76er. He is a free agent. Last year, he was brought back on a one-year deal. This year, it uh, it seems more and more likely that this might be his final year with the Philadelphia 76ers. And for me, just to start it off before I hand things off to you, this finally, again, feels different and it feels this way. And it also, when it comes to the, you know, the conversation piece about it all, I, I wonder if it's time for him to move on to have a better opportunity elsewhere where he'll thrive in that situation, whether it's with the up and coming team or a team that again is a playoff contender, but a, a coach that's actually going to give him an opportunity. It seems like this is the the time for him to 
maybe maybe move on or sticks around because he has yet another coach this will be his third coach but this time nick nurse and maybe nurse will give him a a better uh chance than doc rivers did you know to me it it, it comes down to money like it does like i I think for a guy like shake milton you know this is going to be what his second contract um well he oh i shouldn't say that because he was a two-way player so this is actually going to be really his third contract when you when you factor all that in. I think it's all oh, about his first one was his first one was the two way. Then he signed for two years. He I don't know. Two year deal. And okay, so it was a two year deal he signed the last time. You're right. But right. then it was also an option. So it was one of those things. So to me, it's all about if we're gonna be real, like it's it's all about you got to get paid, man. And you got to, you got to be in a situation where you feel like you're going to stick and do that. Like, you know, the thing is, I mean, you look at TJ McConnell, like, you know, TJ, TJ McConnell, when, when he left Philadelphia, now TJ McConnell was that guy to where he was the man in Philadelphia a little bit. He established himself, became the backup point guard. He goes to the Indiana Pacers. I mean, he start making real money, right? And 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 now he's like, you know, a guy that the Pacers want to resign this year, but and and he's probably going to get some more looks in free agency. I think Shake, you know, it's time for him to start making money. I mean, and and then go in a place where he's going to be an integral part. Like, you know, I don't see him. I, I you know, I'm not going to say he's a starter in this league, but when he played for the Sixers that time when. And I get it, a different coach. But when when James was injured and Maxie was injured, he was out there balling. He showed that what he can do. He showed some growth than what he was before a couple years earlier when he got that opportunity. And I feel like it's time for Shake to leave. You know, like yep. it is. I mean, I I think it's time for him to leave. It's time for him to try to see if he can get paid. It's time for him to... Um, get a larger role on the team and do it. Now, who knows? Nick Nurse might say, hey, look, we really want you back. We want to do this and do that. But I feel like it's time for him to to do with um, a Jeremy Grant did, to do with um, a Christian Wood did, to do with um, a TJ McConnell did. Like, this was your start. It was a team that gave you an opportunity but it's now it's time for you to move on to the next chapter of your career. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. And I, I do think it's time for him to go and he'll most likely lean towards that, especially if the money is right where he can go elsewhere and do so. They've, I don't see much change in here in terms of the money offer uh, that he would get real fast. Keith, the big trade in the NBA, Chris Paul and Landry Shamit with a bunch of picks and multiple pick swaps types of things going to Washington and a big deal, blockbuster, Bradley Beal is finally over with, man. He's now gone. He waived his no-trade clause to go play for the Phoenix Suns, teaming up with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and new head coach Frank Vogel in Phoenix. I mean, didn't expect much because of his hefty contract, that they wouldn't get much back in the deal. But here we are, and I, I don't see Phoenix all that much better. Uh, even though they got a score, they're going to have to really work around the margins to fill this thing out. DeAndre Ayton is still there, but there's been talk that he may even be moved 
And I'm not sure what you would get back in return, but we'll see what James Jones and the rest of the front office do there. Washington, they've just been a mess. And it was inevitable that they were going to move him at some point once he agreed to go elsewhere. Uh, but just a bad deal for Washington. And again, I just don't see how Phoenix got all that much better from what the team used to be when they made their finals run. The one thing I'll say about Washington is when you look at it, they're not done yet. I mean, they're dangling Chris Paul right now. A lot of people think he'll get traded to the Clippers or maybe even the Lakers. So we'll see what's going to happen. I also think Washington looked at it as if like, you know what? We can be like Oklahoma City a little bit, whereas we're going to you give us some draft picks. We're going to get more draft picks off of this and we'll store some talent and we'll see, you know, what's going to happen if we could trade it. You know, what I mean, kind of like and what I mean by that is like Al Horford or or things like that. We'll use our cap space to store people and then move on. Heck, they did it to Chris Paul, right? When they got him. Now, here's the thing, though. Washington, you look at Bradley Bill. He Washington gave him that that crazy super max contract where it's like he only played half the games. When they played the Sixers last season, you couldn't tell if he was the guy or if he was a role player. Like you, he didn't stand out for that money he had. And years past, he was the guy, but he couldn't stand out. To me, they had to get rid of him. And you wonder how I agree. Much, so they had to get rid of him. The thing is, it wasn't – he had a non-trade clause, and there weren't a lot of teams that wanted that money that wanted to take it on. I'm looking at it like, to me, it was a bad trade for Phoenix too because you look at it and you're saying to yourself, like they remind me of when the Miami Heat got LeBron James and Chris Bosh and free agency, ate up all their salary cap, and you were saying, well, who are they going to get around them? But the thing about it is, give Pat Riley credit, they got the right role players to play with these guys. I'm looking at this team, and, like, they don't have – like, they had a team. Like, Kevin Durant. He's I mean, Kevin Durant. Is Kevin Durant. So you understand what they did when they got Kevin Durant. Like, you like, yo, you giving up your best young talent, but, okay, y'all want to win now. Dude, they got three lethal scorers and nothing else. Well, DeAndre Aiden, they got well, Aiden. Yeah, but what it, I mean, yeah, but all right, you got the first overall pick in the draft, but he underachieved in my, in my mind, mm-hmm. right? So you got DeAndre Aiden. You don't even know if you're going to keep him. So to me, it's like, okay, who's the shooters? Who's the defenders? Who's the role players? Like they're telling me that Bradley Bill is going to go there to, to be the third option, making all that money as the third option. Nobody in Philly better not say anything else about Tobias Harris. Because when we talk about it, he makes way more money than Tobias Harris. But he's better than Tobias Harris. Yeah, he's a, but it don't matter. Like, we're talking third option. You can be like, dude, unless we're talking about this is the dream team part six, like that's a lot of money for a third option. You don't have any, when, when you don't have like, when you don't have any defenders, you don't have anything else like that. So what I'm saying is, yeah, he could be better than Tobias, but what I'm saying is 
you allocated all that money for a dude that you saying he's going to be our third option, but you don't have anything else. Like, come on, man. Like, and then he, I, I don't know. Like, he could be better than him all he want, but it's kind of like having Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant on the same team, but you telling one of them, and they ain't even like that nice. But but you telling one of them like you can't be that guy. You just got to well, do something else. Well, if if you know if he waived that, then he understood what he was getting himself into. So, and picking that spot over what was rumored to be Miami as the other landing spot for him, that he he understands that. I mean, yeah, for him, really- it's more freedom. I mean, like for him, like for him, is more freedom. What I'm saying is, it's this team like you gave up all your assets, like. You gave up a lot of stuff to get KD, and then sure. you gave up other stuff. Like, you know what I mean? To me, it's like for the front office, it was a bad move. I, I look at it as just a bad move. I don't see them winning. I don't see them beating Denver. I yeah. do Okay. And, and, of course, we need to see how the rest of the roster shapes up. But, yeah, on the surface right now, it's not, it's not the best deal, but uh, – we already figured that they weren't really going to get much in return uh, for or have to give up much to get Bradley Beal. So uh, six, sixes weren't involved with it. A lot of there was a lot of chatter last week of should they go after him? Not that they would, but should they? Yeah. And because of the friendship between Beal and Embiid, never really came to anything. And here we are right now. So. All right, man. Well, listen, Keith, that was fun. And we got a busy week ahead of us, even though the Sixers don't have a draft pick. We are going to have a lot to discuss with this basketball team as we go forward throughout the rest of the week. We thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll get into the latest of the 76ers as we look ahead to the draft and uh, just simply talk about some of the other moves. Keith, we got to talk about uh, some of the assistant conversation, too, uh, since we didn't have a chance together to do that last week. So we'll do that. Uh, Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yeah, you can find D today on the Divine Giving Show and the rest of this week on the Divine Giving Show on 97.5 FM. Is Today is from 6 to 10 p.m., so make sure you do that. You can also follow D on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer.com. Have a great rest of your day, man. Great story, of course, talking about how the sources have pointed out that the Sixers are more optimistic about bringing James Harden back, and it may be mutual on the other side. Make sure you go read it, inquire.com, to get the latest on the James Harden, the biggest piece, of course, of the offseason. And uh, that's Keith Pompey's story at uh, inquire.com. Keith, I'll talk to you later, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Peace.